my collection of mail art uh, starts from when I got involved in the field in 1975. And I realized very shortly after I saw it that this was it for me. I loved getting this art in the mail. You know, the uh, mailbox is a museum, so, uh, you know, this is like going to the opening of a show. This is kind of like a little Dada thing, you know, wrapped in a, you know, a candy package and everything. This is one of my favorite guys from Japan. And what he does is um, he gets all these logos from different mail art people. Like here's the rubber stamp that I sent him with my portrait on it. John Held Jr. is one of the leading collectors and experts on mail art, an underground art form whose practitioners show their work only through the postal system. Okay, now here's the plan for today. Uh, I did some envelopes, and I put my own postage stamps on them. Every once in a while, you want to test the system and, and see how far it goes. There's some male artists that that's what they live for, to get their fake stamps canceled and through the mail. You know, the thing is that uh, we don't want to be validated by the museum and the gallery system, but it's another thing to be validated by the post office. You know, for a male artist, that's kind of the thing. Well, male art is an umbrella for a lot of marginal art forms, like artist books, rubber stamp art, artist postage stamps, visual poetry, all these lowly mediums. It's not meant to be a precious object. It's meant to be disposable. But of course, I never dispose of anything. Put simply, it's a way to keep in touch. But it's done with a bit of a self-consciousness that what we're doing is art. We, we like to swim in that pond as much as possible. And what, what John Held and others have done, of course, is to make this, then, a way to do it. Well, one person who I have a lot of works from is uh, Rockola. I've been uh, corresponding with him since 1981. I think this is a found letter that he passed on to me. I don't know. I mean, sometimes, uh, you know, this stuff is is a mystery, no matter how. John Held Jr. first started sending me art, I don't know, I guess in the early 80s. So one artist sending another artist his mail. And what happens is you can then circumvent the gallery system. You don't have to go from door to door with your hat in your hand saying, please show my art. You're showing your art to artists live in all these different countries. They collect it. Maybe they'll do a show on a theme. I'll do a collage on that. You'll do a collage on that. You send them all into this guy. He makes a book out of it. You get a copy of the book. You haven't done it the regular way. You've done it through the mail. This is complete now, except I'm going to put a flying saucer in here, which I don't have handy right now. So you'll just have to take my word for that. OK, I, I've got a lot of stamps by uh, Buzz Blur, who's one of my favorites. And the way he does them is uh, he takes a Polaroid portrait and stencils it and then photocopies it. I have an incredible collection of artist postage stamps, uh, partly because I have my own perforator and I make my services available free to other male artists. 
if they send uh, up to 50 sheets to me, uh, I'll perforate them and I keep one of every 10 for myself. And uh, that helps my collection grow. With mail art, you're supposed to keep it going. You're supposed to, you know, you, you receive it, but then you send it on. But John, because he has the soul of a curator, as well as an artist, breaks the chain. And that's why there's this great collection. It's been said that one isn't truly an art collector until storage space becomes an issue. John reached that threshold years ago. You figure 300 days a year, I probably got five letters a day on average. So that's what, 1,500 letters a year for 25 years. It's like close to 30,000 pieces of mail. One of my favorites is, uh, is a Polish artist, Paul Pataz, who puts out a a magazine called Common Press. Uh, a lot of things have already gone to institutions. The magazines went to MoMA, New York. The uh, exhibition catalogs went to the Getty. Um, and a lot of the correspondence went to the Archives of American Art. But I still have a lot of things that have no idea what categories it's supposed to go in. I guess we'd call this visual poetry, where uh, paper is shredded up and put in a box that you can see through. And you can see it's composed of strips of paper that say insufficient data. And there's a, a dollar bill that got sent through the mail. There was an exhibition in Los Angeles uh, called Test the Postal System. And uh, that's when this head was sent through the mail. Yeah, here's a bottle that's been sent through the mail, canceled. Well, I collect as much as I can of mail art, but there's no way to collect mail art without being a participant. So you have to be producing them yourself if you're gonna get them in return. Let's see those lovely teeth. Mail artists use non-traditional, kind of low pop mediums, you know, rubber stamps and the postage stamps and photocopy. So, Photo booths like this is, is just another perfect, you know, medium for a, a mail artist to exploit. I would think that uh, mail art participates in that kind of conceptual notion, which is to subvert the idea of what is required in an object to make it art. Does art have to be, to be high art, removed from us in our experience? I don't think so. And I think that John Held and colleagues don't think so also. <laughs> For many male artists, the line between where art ends and life begins is blurred. John's friend Diana Mars has been hosting dinner as a work of art every Wednesday for 10 years. From the start, she conceived the meal as a performance piece, one she has documented over the years in her male art. The situation is dinner on Wednesdays. The art is what has happened because of the situation. Here was an event uh, we shaved Eat Art into Seth Mason's chest. 
Diana has experience in mail art, which we've been doing together for years. And she does it, you know, in this dinner. You know, that's how she documents it. She brings these people together. And this is a perfect example of, you know, the art life being brought together into one ball of wax, you know? I, mean, I look at it as kind of an alchemy. The more you make art, the more you associate yourself with other artists, you grow as a person. And uh, the more dinners you have, the more artists posted stamps you make, the more mail you send, you grow as a person in ways you don't know, but that's the exciting thing about it.